Welcome on into the Internalen Show. It is Thursday, November 16th. Um, 10.43 in the morning. According to the pod in the morning, because um, been busy. It's too busy last night. It's been it's been busy. Um, another Vikings win to talk about. Some interesting Timberwolves stuff to talk about. We'll cover the NFL games, uh, obviously, and then post game um, disclaimer. I uh, have a performance this week, which means I've been busy pretty much every night, and um, had a performance last night, performance tonight as well. So haven't been watching sports, um, and also was busy all weekend with a uh, gig. That was like all day Saturday and all day Sunday. Um, I actually can't even say what that gig was because I signed an NDA. But um, but yeah, I didn't watch any football either. So I've done some I've done some studying. I didn't actually watch the games, but watched some highlights, looked at some stuff. So we'll still talk about everything. But I didn't actually I haven't actually watched sports in like a week. So it's gonna be a good pod today. Um actually watch here and there but not what i usually do um gonna be a good pot anyway because i think i'm uh studied up enough anyway let's get it started the vikings on their fifth game in a row um score was i always forget the score it was 27 to 19 i knew 19 was one of them um against the saints at home I love beating the Saints because I, they, I hate them. I think they're probably my, like, obviously my least favorite team is the Eagles. Not that's okay. Jesus Christ, that's not what I meant. Obviously, my least favorite team is the Packers, but then I think the Eagles and the Saints are like, sort of neck and neck for my second least favorite team. I think I hate the Saints more. Um, and then the Eagles are next. Um. The Saints haven't really been good recently, so it's hard to hate them when the Eagles have been good, and I cheer against them all the time. Um, that's obviously... The Saints obviously was from the 2009 or whatever that year was. The bounty shit against Brett Favre. I've hated them pretty much ever since. Um, and then the Eagles, I just really don't like. Um, they obviously killed us in the playoffs. Um, that case, Keenum year. When I thought we were winning the Super Bowl, so um, that's why. But always good, always, always, always good to beat the Saints because I really don't like them. Um, and yeah, it was a tale of two halves in, in many ways. Um, we put up twenty four in the first half and only three in the second half. They put up three in the first half and sixteen in the second half. So either way, you know, we scored more points than they did, but. Um, the second half certainly wasn't what we wanted to see after the first half, but it is what it is. Um, a win is a win. Dobbs, Josh Dobbs was uh, basically perfect in the first half. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but um, just scoring drive after scoring drive, it seemed. Um, not touchdowns every time, but field goal, punt, touchdown, 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 and a half. So, you know, that's pretty. Three drives straight with a touchdown. Um, 
I believe he had two passing and or no, he had one passing, one rushing. And then Ty Chandler had a fun little wildcat um, rushing touchdown, which was cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's the exact type of thing that you wanted to see from Josh Dobbs. I thought that we would win this game against the Saints because I think as good as the Saints are as you know, decent average as the Saints record looks being five and five now and they were five and four going into this game. They haven't they really, really, really haven't played anybody and they haven't like the good teams they have played they lost to. Um like the Texans are maybe the best team they've played. The way the Texans are playing the Jaguars too, but the Jaguars didn't look good um this week. Or was that last week? I don't even remember at this point. Um, but yeah, they have wins against the Bears, the Colts, the Patriots. I mean, they lost against the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Titans. So they've only beat bad teams. And um, and they only really have to play bad teams the rest of the season, with the exception of the Lions. But um, Jesus Christ, they're going to make the play. They're going to win the NFC South probably with just, just the disgusting team. Um Obviously, there's concern about the quarter, but, you know, obviously, on our end, for the Vikings, there's concern about, is Josh Dobbs the guy? What does his offense look like? Blah, 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 blah. Um, But I think just 53-man roster to 53-man roster, we were the better team, and we looked like that um, in this game, and that was good to see. Um, Like I said, Josh Dobbs, really effective in in the first half. Not as effective in the second half. um, Not even close, really. But... um, second half would have looked a lot better if we made a 54-yard field goal, which, you know, you're not always going to make those, but possible. And if uh, a touchdown run wasn't called back for a holding. So, you know, it is what it is. Play calling probably got a little bit too um, a little bit too conservative as well. A lot of running on first down, which, you know, when you're wasting the game away... That's the type of shit that you want to do. We aren't quite really built like that in the way that, you know, some other teams like the 49ers and Eagles are just built to waste time with the with the run game um, late in the game. But overall, Josh Dobbs, 23 of 34, 268 yards in touchdown. You take that every time. Um, he added a rushing score. Ty Chandler with a full, with our leading rusher, um, both in carries and yards. Um, not an average, though. Uh, 15 to 45, 15, 4, 45, and a touchdown. Um, receiving the ball is a big, big, big TJ Hawkinson game, and that's not particularly surprising. New quarterback finds a tight end. It's a story, story, story as old as time. And that's the type of thing that last week, and I was like, well, we'll see what Josh Jobs actually looks like with, with a full week of practice, finding and really building a rapport with. Um, probably the most talented player on offense now, at least in the skill positions on offense for the Vikings at this point, that's still healthy. Um, finding that guy and really building a rapport with him and hitting him for 11 catches, 134 yards, and one touchdown, it's kind of exactly what you wanted to see. Um, it's probably the best thing you can hope for after one week of practice is to really lock in with your star tight end and... Um, they really, really rode 
hawk in this game to, uh, you know, first down after first down. Obviously, I had that big touchdown. Took a pop on that touchdown, too. But, um, yeah, no picks, no fumbles. So, like, really clean game overall. Um, in a way that we really haven't even seen, like, this year from the Vikings. We haven't seen a clean... Like, this in, this, in a way, this game... Um, was typical Vikings in that we had a lead that we like low-key lost a little bit and it got a little bit way like way more butthole clenching than we needed um but in a way it wasn't where it was just kind of a a clean game all all all, all the way around we won the turnover battle um I believe we outgained them yeah outgained them significantly um there's really no metric in which the Saints were better than the Vikings. We had more time of possession, all that stuff. So it felt safe, even though it wasn't, um, maybe. Um, I think a lot of the um, comeback was due to completely switching up what kind of quarterback we were facing. Um, Derek Carr is a very, at this point in his career and at, on this team, is a very safe check down Charlie type of quarterback, check down Derek, um, just sort of throwing it short, a lot of Camara, um, almost no Alave involved, and then he gets hurt, Jameis comes in, Jameis is the exact opposite, he's going to let it rip, especially down a bunch of points, just completely caution to the wind, um, both the touchdown throws were into contested catches that, I mean, both receivers made a hell of a play. The second one, I mean, the Alave catch was, was sick on Alave's end. Like it was a great, um, great play to high point that ball get two feet in, um, with our defender all up in his face. But, um, the second throw from Jameis was just like insane. Nobody makes that throw, not even in video games type shit, and it ended up working out for him. Um, that's the type of stuff that happens when James Winston comes in the game and you're used to Derek Carr. You're going to get, you know, it's easy to get a little bit jolted when completely different quarterback comes in the game. Um, so, yeah, I think we're good. <clears throat> I think we're a good football team. Um, you don't love to see the second half come back, but... It never really was. I mean, it was kind of close a bit in there, but um, you also got the James Winston two picks at the end. I, you'd probably prefer the offense to see our offense to continue scoring, continue moving the ball, continue looking good instead of just trying to hang on to what we had on defense. But um, yeah. Um. All right, let me. Right, there's some other notes I got here. When did we get rid of Ezra Cleveland? Apparently, we don't have him anymore. Um, I I missed that at some point. He plays for the Jags now. I mean, he was he was the guard that Dalton Reisner replaced, which you know I'm very cool with that. Apparently, I missed that one. Um, but yeah, he doesn't play on the team anymore. Um, I have a 
note here, low-key big game from the against the Broncos next week. Um, we'll get to that at the end. Um, we have a note here, beat the Saints, fuck them, I hate the Saints. Yep, that's about, that's about accurate. Um, <laughs> the scrambles and the design runs, and I said this last week when Josh Jobs came in, um, the scrambles and the design runs from our quarterback, a quarterback with the Minnesota Vikings jersey on, scrambling and and um, having some times where they call his own number to run a, like a read option or whatever. It's so different and it's so entertaining to have compared to the you know statue quarterback that one hint of pressure is we're either throwing it away or getting sacked. It's so much fun. Um, the touchdown run was electric. Obviously didn't watch it live because I was at an NDA undisclosed event but um um but watching it back i was like there's no way he scores this um and then he did and then that's the same thing i had last week um and yeah it's it's fun it's fun josh Dobbs wearing number 15 because he looks like patrick mahomes um anyway um dalton reznor is sick i've mentioned this he's he wails um ty chandler wildcat love it I would be down to see a little bit more of that, especially in the goal line. It worked well. Um, I think the more creative you can be, it's always good. And that was something I was, you know, having issues with the Vikings at the beginning of the year. That it feels like maybe out of necessity with uh, Josh Dobbs. It feels like just a lot more is happening on offense, um, like interesting-wise. Um, talked about Winston, talked about Olave. Um, Olave was almost nothing in this game until Winston showed up, which is interesting for the Saints moving forward, um, to look at that. Um, on the last play, the Hail Mary, it looked like Makai Blackman, who had a pick in the game, so maybe he got greedy or something, you know, already had one, he wanted to get two, he tried, it looks like he tried to pick the ball off in the, in the, at the Hail Mary at the very end of the game, five seconds left, if they don't, if they don't complete it, the game's over, and that's not what ended up happening, but... It looked like he tried to pick it off and then bobbled it and it nearly fell to a Saints receiver. If that would have happened, that'd be all-time fucking stupid Vikings loss. I mean, it went to loss in the game. They would still have to make the two-point and then we'd still have to go to overtime. But if that type of shit would have happened, that would have been all-fucking-time Vikings. But thank God it didn't. Um, I think even I saw some dudes, like, like cooking his shit, being like, what the fuck are you doing after that when he tried to pick it? Um just bet it down holy shit um but yeah thankfully it didn't didn't go wrong um also worth noting anthony barr is back um i don't remember exactly when that news hit um he wasn't active for this game obviously um but he's back i think and i think like he you know he's definitely old at this point um but I think it'll help to have him around um, because he's used to playing with some of these dudes. Um, although a lot of guys have changed now. I mean, he's used to playing with Daniil. He's used to playing with um, Harrison Smith. He's used to playing with Jordan Hicks. Like, you know, I think he'll help. And the defensive system is completely different. Which, by the way, I have to check. I have to look this up right now. Like defensive, like I don't know how do I how do I look this up? What am I looking for? Um, we have to look up like how good the 
defense is right now because it feels like we're kind of swarming to the ball, like we're kind of good. It feels like we're kind of good. Um, but I'm looking it up right now on the old Google machine. See, shut up. ESPN bet. Not, I'm not interested. Portnoy bought it back for a dollar. How do I get rid of this thing? Close. Okay, there we go. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> all right. Defensive leaders. Like, I don't think we're going to be up there, but, like, I think we're not going to be bad. Um... Team total defense stats, 2023. All right, here we go. Yards per game. We are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13th. That's top half in the league. Let's fucking go. Um, passing yards per game. Um, we're like 15th, it looks like. Um, rushing yards per game. We are, oh, we're kind of up there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Top ten in the league. And this is, by the way, just to be clear, this is the NFL, not just the NFC, because that would not be very import, uh, impressive. All right, scoring defense points per game. It looks like we're about 13th. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteenth. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14th. So, you know. The defense isn't good, but it's not bad. It's not bad. And they've been turning the ball over quite a bit. Um, Brian Flores, I, I don't think we can overstate how good he's been. Um, I talked at the beginning of the year. Um, I don't know how much about, you know, sort of how I didn't know how much Brian Flores could even do because I didn't like how the roster was looking. Um, we're relying on a undrafted free agent rookie starting in the middle linebacker. You know, we got Daniel Hunter and not much else on the, on the D line. Um, we don't really know the names of the corners, all this stuff. Everybody's been playing well and we blitz more than any other team in the league. And, um, you know, sometimes we get got on that, but it, it's sometimes we don't. And Neil Hunter's leading the league in sacks. Um, it seems like it's. I mean, it certainly feels better to have like a ballsier, um, more active defensive game plan than we had last year, um, and it's working too. I mean, to get top ten, even top twelve, thirteen, whatever, um, out of like defensive performance out of the roster that we have right now is very impressive, um, and. I think it's a big part by how much we're winning games or how we are able to win games just sort of solidifying that side a little bit more. Um, all right. Moving forward. Got the Broncos next week. The Broncos just beat the Bills. And Russell Wilson looks kind of good again. So um, as much as this isn't really didn't seem like a test and when you looked at when i looked at the schedule like three weeks ago i was like all of these games are winnable um obviously it's still winnable but like broncos at four and five are a lot more formidable than they would have seemed two weeks ago um 
and they are two-point favorites at home, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Um, on Sunday night, so we get primetime Josh Dobbs um, against primetime Russell Wilson, which I don't already know who has the edge there. Probably Russell Wilson, if we're honest. But um, my Dalton Reisner revenge game, that's always good. Um, a uh, Pat Shermer, just kidding. We both don't have Pat Shermer anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. All of a sudden, the Broncos are playing well. Um, and I think we're also playing well, but it's going to be a little bit interesting to see if we're only playing well because we played bad teams. Um, and I'm not saying the Broncos are even good, but it, te- it feels like a team we should be, but we might not, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm predicting a uh, I'm pretty, uh, I got a predicted dub We're going to go for six in a row um, We're winning Going to be a close one again, but we're winning um, Alright, let's move to the rest of the games um, Week 10 10 weeks in, that feels crazy um, Low-key, a, a really good week of football um, Again I mean, well, okay, there were some games that were dog shit, but um, a good week of football in that there was a lot of, like, close games, interesting games between teams that you didn't expect interesting games from, and a lot of game-winning kicks um, that, sorry, people keep texting me, um, needing me to do shit. I'm not doing, I'm potting right now. How am I supposed to do shit when I'm potting? Um, <clears throat> anyway, let's get started. Panthers Bears on Thursday night. The Bears won. Um, There's one touchdown in the entire game, I think. Yep, one touchdown in the entire game. 16 to 13. Um, both teams suck, but when Bryce Young is borderline getting outplayed by Tyson Bagent, it's really, really not a good sign for for the boys, um, for the Carolina boys. That is. Um. This game was so pathetic, so sad, so, like, worst of the NFL that, like, who cares? Um, Deontay Foreman putting up big numbies on my fantasy bench, though, whatever. He scored the only touchdown. But I can't, like, trust him to play, like, if he doesn't score the one touchdown the Bears score in each game, then, like, he sucks. So, like, whatever. Um, This was a big, um, a big one seed. Not one seed, first over. Certainly not the fucking one seed. Um, a big first overall pick game where the Bears have the Panthers pick um, because they traded away the chance to get Bryce Young, who now sucks. Um, so the Bears, by beating the Panthers, gave themselves a better chance at the ones at the first pick, which was. Um, it's not usually how that works, but that's kind of it's kind of great for the Bears in this case. Um, it's cool to see two bad teams fighting to get the actually trying to win to get a worse or to get a better pick instead of the other way around um then uh colts 10 um new england patriots 6 in frankfurt um this is payback for world war ii um how dog shit of a game that was um again i think only one touchdown in this game um, I think Mac Jones got 
Like, I didn't, again, I didn't watch because I was busy doing things. But uh, Mac Jones got benched again. How many times has Mac Jones gotten benched now for Bailey Zappi to also come in and suck? Like, I feel like it's four times, three or four times at this point. Um, it happened a couple times last year. I think it's already happened a couple times this year. Um, where Bill Belichick's like, yeah, no, Mac Jones isn't it. We're going to play Bailey Zappi, and then next week we start Mac Jones again. Like, it's it's bad in New England. Um, it's not as bad as in, in, in Indy, but I feel like um, they stink still, um, even though they're 5-5, five and five, which is crazy. But, yeah, no, it's really bad in New England. Mac Jones may be worse than Zach Wilson again. Um, I didn't watch this game, and you shouldn't have either. Um, 16 total points. What was the... The over-under was 42. Um, they missed it by a good 25. Um, <laughs> all right. Texans-Bengals. This game wailed. Um, CJ Stroud is is him. See, see him, Stroud. Him, him, Jay Stroud. CJ, him, Stroud. Um... There's no way to do that, really, without it being good. Um, there's so okay. To outduel Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, and not like a injured Joe Burrow. The offense isn't working. Joe Burrow, it, 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 a the Cincinnati Bengals are the best team in the league. People were saying last week that Joe Burrow to go in to Cincinnati. And then play better than Joe Burrow, win the football game, um, to take a spot in the playoffs for now and keep the Bengals out of the playoffs for now. It's just like really big dog shit from from CJ Stroud in a way that like even I didn't expect to happen in um, his first year. They did run the ball a lot and effectively. I'm looking right now. Devin Singletary's had Devin Singletary had 30 fucking carries. 30 carries. They had one. They used one back the entire fucking game, which is rare um, in the NFL these days. 30 carries for 115.5, obviously, is the average there if you do any kind of math. And a touchdown. Um, CJ Stroud had 356 for a touchdown and a pick. The pick was bad. The pick was really bad. But Joe Burrow had a really bad pick too. Um, Burrow was 347 for two touchdowns and two picks. Um, yeah, I mean, to go in against Joe Burrow, beat him at his own place, throw nearly, well, throw 340, 50 yards. Um, it's just, it's just big. It's, it's, he's here. Like, CJ Stroud is here. He is not a problem next year. He's not a problem the year after that. He's not a, oh, maybe he'll grow into something. Like, this is, C.J. Stroud is a problem for the AFC right now. They're in a playoff spot right now. People are talking MVP for C.J. Stroud right now. Let me check the odds on that. Um, oh, God, it's it's getting bad. It's getting bad in my text messages right now. I'm not even going to lie. This is maybe, like, turning into, like, I should talk about it in the um, in the post game. Um, 
Um, yeah, no, this is, it's getting bad. It's getting bad in my text messages. Um, whatever. I'll talk about it in the post game. Um, what I was going to look at NFL MVP odds. All right. What do we got? What do we got? Okay. So the whispers, what the fuck? I don't want to see feet. What the hell? So CJ Stroud right now is currently one, two, three, four, five, sixth. He's sixth in the odds. Um, behind Mahomes, Hurts, Tagovailoa, Lamar, and Joe Burrow. So not that high, but the fact that anybody. The whispers, the whispers were happening. The whispers misled me a little bit, and that he's actually not that high up there. But um, the fact that the whispers are out there is incredible for a rookie quarterback. Um, I mean, the past two weeks he's probably been the best quarterback in the league. Maybe, maybe. Um, I mean, it's hard not to be when you threw for five hundred yards last week. And then went and beat Joe Burrow this week. So um, very impressive from Houston. Both teams kind of tried to throw it away at the end of the game where um, Joe Burrow threw a bad pick and then C.J. Stroud threw a bad pick and then the Bengals scored. And, um, but too much time for C.J. He went down and they scored a field goal to win. Um, so yeah, good, good fun game. And I don't think... People were, you know, so people were talking about the Bengals being like, okay, they're back now. Joe Burrow's healthy. Like, real, like, high-level ball knowers on X.com were like, low-key, the Bengals are the best team in football right now. And then five-and-a-half-point favorites to Houston. They go and lose at home. Um, interesting game that didn't, we didn't think was going to be all that interesting. Um, Packers and Steelers. Another f- kind of fun little game. It was decided late, um, 23 to 19 in favor of the Steelers, thankfully. Um, Steelers took a decent lead here and then kind of coughed it up. It was 17 to 7 at one point, I think. Um, and then 12 straight points from the um, Packers to take the lead. Um, neither team looked efficient offensively or, like, good in, in any way. Um, but the Steelers defense made, made a play late, and that was pretty much the difference in the game. Um, kind of a field goal fest in the second half. We had a Anders Carlson. 31-yard field goal. Anders Carlson, 28-yard field goal. Chris Boswell, 49-yard field goal. Chris Boswell, 35-yard field goal. That was all the scoring in the second half. Um, Jordan Love was not terrible, but not good either. Um, 21 for 40, which isn't great. Nearly 300 yards, which is good, but two touchdowns and two picks. Um, Two picks really hurt them, especially the one late. Um, They lost that game. I kind of love the Steelers. Because the Steelers are going to be in the playoffs. Right? I mean, right now, at least, they look like they're going to be. They're 6-3, and three and they're not a good football team, which is just going to be fucking hilarious when they're in the playoffs because you're like, okay, maybe the Steelers. It's fun. 
when there's like teams of all different kinds in the playoffs. Like when the playoffs are like obviously like everybody wants to see the Chiefs, everybody wants to see like before this year the Bills, um, you know, the Bengals, uh, Niners, Eagles, like all those good teams you want to see them play each other. But it's fun to see like a couple shitty teams that are like kind of broken. You can kind of tell that they're not very good, but they have a great record. It's kind of fun to see those teams in the playoffs, see if they can beat somebody. Like when the Titans beat the Ravens a few years ago, um, that was great. When the, many years ago now, the 7-9 and nine Seahawks beat the Saints, that was awesome. I fucking loved that. Um, and we had a beast quake that wailed. And he grabbed his nuts, Marshawn Lynch did. Um, God, the texts are going bad. It's, it's a problem at this point. Um... <laughs> oh god okay what who cares it's, it's fine we're, we're persevering jesus christ um oh god somebody just texted me individually trying to help me um guys i'm potting can't you tell um anyway <laughs> buccaneers titans i'm gonna have to take a break to address this um, Buccaneers 20, Titans 6. I don't think this game matters, um, in any kind of way. Um, neither of these teams is going any kind of place. Uh, I guess Tampa Bay could win the NFC South, because anybody fucking could, except for the Panthers. Um, yeah, no, I, nobody cares. The Titans, here's the thing, okay, actually, because there is one interesting, the Will Levis thing is interesting, because I will take some blame in, in that I said after week one, Will Levis is good, he needs to start the rest of the year. And I still agree with that. But I will take credit in that last week I was like, why are we acting like Will Levis is already, like, the guy? Like, him needing to start the rest of the year and him, like, being the guy and being good already is, like, very different. And in this game, he was not good. They put up six points, 19 of 39, under 50% there. Um for less than 200 yards no touchdowns and a pick um took a bunch of sacks it was it wasn't a good performance and the and the team was not moving the ball or scoring points so um god owning derrick henry derrick owning derrick henry in fantasy this year is probably so fucking depressing 11 carries for 24 in this one so that's tough um but yeah moving on browns and ravens 33 to 31 to the Browns. That's a shock. Don't know what the line was, but in Baltimore, I assume it was pretty heavy. Six and a half in favor of Baltimore. Um, and they lost. They um, took a big lead early. It was 17 rip. Nope, 73 at one point. Um, 73 after the first quarter. And... They felt like they were going to win the game the entire game, and then they just lost. And that's everything that this Ravens team didn't feel like they had in them. Um, it's been a problem with the Ravens in the past, where they're like, oh, they're clearly the better team, and then they lose the game. Because um, the offense just kind of stalls. Um, felt like that type of thing wasn't happening this year anymore. Because um, the Ravens were another like heavy pick for this is the best team in the AFC, or this best team in football. Um they just go in and lose. Now, does it really matter? I'm not sure. Um, 
after this game, you're like, hey, here's the Browns. You know, they just, the defense is good. They shut down the Ravens the second half. Deshaun Watson finally played a good game of football. Um, and then Deshaun Watson, it's like, oh, okay, like, defense is good. Deshaun, we know the defense is good. They're maybe top in yards gain, I think, when I just looked that up. I think the Browns were the top. Um, Deshaun Watson finally put it together against a good Ravens team. Okay, here are the Browns. They're, like, coming. They're, like, here. They're going to be good. They're 6-3, and three, like, the Browns, we got to talk about the Browns as, like, seriously being a good football team if Deshaun Watson plays that well. And then Deshaun Watson's out for the season, like, a couple days later, and all of a sudden, like, any Browns vibes that were being out in the universe, they're all, they're they're gone. It's gone. The Browns are dead. Um, again, this team will probably make the football, uh, probably make the football team. What the fuck am I saying? Will probably make the playoffs with B.J. Walker or DTR. I don't really know. Um but they're going to win enough games against bad teams between now and then to probably make the playoffs. Um, although it's crowded in the AFC, man. There's a lot of good teams. Um, but yeah, they'll probably make the playoffs, and it'll probably be kind of funny. It's maybe them or the Steelers. i got to check out the AFC playoff picture right now. So I'm not just talking out of my ass. Standings, playoff. All right, so in the AFC, Kansas City is seven and two is one. Baltimore is seven and three is two. Jacksonville just took a huge loss to the Niners. That's now at six and three. They're the third seed. Miami is six and three and four seed off a of bye. Pittsburgh is the five seed right now at six and three. Cleveland is the six seed at six and three. Houston is the seven seed at five and four. Cincinnati, Indy, and Buffalo are the next three out. Buffalo is the 10th ranked team in the AFC right now. It's fucking insane. Um, Cincinnati's just out of the playoffs after that loss to Houston. That's flipped them, um, as I mentioned. Um, And then just behind that is Raiders, Chargers, who probably feel like they have a chance. The Jets, who might feel like they have a chance. Um, But yeah, I really, I'm looking at this. I'm glad the Vikings are in the NFC. Um, Currently have, like, a two-game lead in the seventh spot. So that wails. Um, but anyway, yeah, if it, Houston and Cleveland could both easily make... Or Houston, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland could all three make the playoffs. Um, Cleveland's going to probably have to win a number of these games against bad teams coming up. They play the Steelers, who that's a huge game for playoff consideration. Actually going to be a super fun game to watch, too, because it's probably going to be ugly, but it's going to matter. Um, ugly games that don't matter are not fun. Ugly games that matter are, are actually hilarious and, and really good. Um, Broncos, we'll see how they are. Rams are bad. The Bears are bad. They play them in a little bit. The Jets, we'll see. And then a huge game against the Bengals in week seven or week 18 for the Browns. So um, a couple other games in there that could go either way as well. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't think anything's really wrong with the Ravens, but they have to put teams away, and they don't do that. And, yeah. Also, um, Kyle Hamilton had a sick little pick six, like the first play of the game or something like that. I wish he was on the Vikings. I don't remember who we traded down from instead of picking him. We traded down to like the 32nd pick to get Lewis seen instead of just picking Kyle Hamilton at 16 or whatever it was. Um, I really wish we didn't do that. I don't know who the picks were that we got 
in return, like the like the value we got in return, I have no idea. Maybe it was fucking Jordan Addison's pick for all I know. Like, so then I wouldn't say that, but like I don't think it was. Um, it'd be nice to have Kyle Hamilton on the defense right now. I feel like he's a a weapon um, that Brian Flores could use, and spend Lewis seen is like not playing, you know. Um, yeah. 49ers Jaguars, 34-3. So I was talking about how the Jaguars are good and all that shit, right? Um, they're not. Now, the 49ers had Trent Williams back and Debo Samuel back. Who might be two, maybe the two very most important players for that. Yeah, I don't hate saying that. That might be the two most important players on that offense. Um, obviously we hear about McCaffrey, um, Obviously, we hear about Kittle, um, and then Brock Purdy is obviously important being the quarterback, but Troy Williams is the best player in football, potentially, and Debo Samuel is a weapon for that offense in a way that, like, nobody else in the league kind of is, um, and I don't think it's a coincidence with that with those guys out, they lost three games in a row, and with them back, they beat a good team 34-3, to um, Jacksonville Jaguars are still 6-3 and three after losing this game by 30. So, like, nothing may be crazy to take away from it. They just got their ass whooped. Um, but the Niners are very back. They're very, very back. Um, and actually, now I'm not happy that we're in the NFC because I think they might be the best team in football um, after this. Like, you can't just throw out three losses, but, like... This was a huge win, like, like an ass kicking, and so they're so bad. Like I, so I feel like I just am throwing off those three, three games. Um, look at me thinking like yoffs, like compared to the five weeks ago when the Vikings were one four. Now I'm thinking yoffs. That's crazy. I'm like worried about who we might play in the yoffs. Anyway, should not get ahead of ourselves. But um, yeah, not much to say other than this was an ass kicking. Also. Um, me saving, me saying Trevor Lawrence was just like anointed top ten out of nowhere for like nothing. Um, it, my take on that is looking good right now because he was bad in this game. Seventeen to twenty nine, two picks, no touchdowns, under two hundred yards passing. I'm looking smart. I'm looking smart. Anyway, the Lions beat the Chargers in an absolute barn burner, forty one points to thirty eight points. Um, neither team has much defense. Um, both teams have good offenses, but the Chargers are worse on defense, probably. Um, I'll say this. Like, we could talk about anybody, like, in this game. David Montgomery had a huge game. Jameer Gibbs had a huge game, probably. Um, Jared Goff had a huge game. Keenan Allen had a huge game. Um, Austin Eckler had a good 67 yards and a score um that's what happens when you score 70 points between the two of them wait 79 points between the two of you um that's what happens people have huge games um so, but i'll say this about the lions they're beatable they're good they're seven and two right now um but I think there's a, just a little bit of a a, win, a a hint of, like, a hint of, like, soft to them. 
that, like, they got beat by the Ravens bad. And then they didn't convincingly beat the Raiders. And then they didn't convincingly beat the Chargers, who were a bad team, and they allowed a lot of yards and a lot of points. So I think... I think there's a good chance we beat them. I mean, we play them twice still in the rest of the year. There's a good chance we win one of those games. Um, and then I'm, I am I, I wouldn't be that f- afraid of them if we were to face in the playoffs. Again, thinking the offs, we got to probably slow our roll a little bit. But um, By the way, I never really went over that during the uh, Vikings portion. We are the seventh seed. It goes Philadelphia, Detroit, San Francisco, New Orleans, Seattle, Dallas, and then us at the seventh seed. So right now we would play Detroit in Detroit in the playoffs um, in the first round. Um, and, I, and I just don't think we're that much worse. Like, obviously, quarterback play is a huge thing. And if we continue to get good quarterback play at Josh Dobbs, it makes a huge difference versus if we don't. But I don't think we're that much worse of a team than Detroit. Um, and I, at 6-4... and four, we're in the seventh spot. The next teams behind us, eight spot, four and five, Tampa Bay, nine spot, four and six, Washington, ten spot, four and six, Atlanta, who we have a tiebreaker over. Um, we don't have a tiebreaker over Tampa Bay, which actually fucking sucks because <laughs> that was week one, that loss that we never should have lost. Um, but we do have a two and a half or a one and a half game lead over them right now. One game in the win column or two games in the win column, one in the loss column. Um, and I think we're a better team, so we'll continue when we're a better team. It is what it is. Um, all right, back to the other games. Giants, Cowboys. Giants are bad. The Cowboys are good. There's nothing new to learn here. 49-17, um, it was an ass-kicking. The Giants are really, really, really bad. And invested in Daniel Jones, which just sucks because he's not a good player, and, like, he's not in this game, and he's hurt. But, like, they're a bad team with no future because they've spent a bunch of money. Tommy DeVito, obviously, is worse than Daniel Jones, but, like, you know, it's just ugly. If you're a Giants fan, that's tough, and it hasn't been not tough for a while. Um, Since Odell, really. I mean, they were good last year, and they beat us in the fucking playoffs, but whatever. Um, Commander Seahawks. Um, I feel like these teams are more similar than they aren't, even though the Commanders are 4-6 and six and the Seahawks are 6-3. and three. Obviously, a 29-26 victory for the Seahawks makes sense with that. Um, I think the Seahawks are a team that is average or slightly above average that has had a decent amount of luck to get to six and three and i think the commanders are a team that is average or slightly below average that is probably deserves a four and six and um i don't think the commanders are going to make the playoffs at this point it's too late for them probably um the seahawks certainly seem like they will which Geno smith starting a playoff game will be fun um but I'm just not convinced that Seattle is any different than Washington in any real way, which means, like, I am not, one, not scared of them, and two, really not expecting much in the playoffs. Um, Sam Howell 
check back on him because I like to check in on some quarterbacks that I think are good or interesting, especially if they're young. Um, 29 to 44, 312 yards and three touchdowns. So, like, Sam Isle is still slinging it. Um, Geno Smith had 369 yards and two touchdowns on 47 attempts. Holy shit. Um, big Brian Robinson game in this game. Six catches for 119 yards and a touchdown. Also eight carries for 38. Um, huge for my fantasy team. I put up 140 points in a loss this week. That sucked ass. Um, we'll get to that in the Broncos Bills, actually. Um, but yeah, this game was close. It was fun. But I don't think either team really is moving the needle a lot when it comes to December. Um, or January, I guess, is when the playoffs really are. Jets and Raiders. The saddest story of all time is that I think Jets and Raiders was the game that I watched the most of this weekend because I was actually free Sunday night. <clears throat> um, and it was one of the worst football games I've ever watched. Um, maybe only one touchdown in this one again. Did I make that up? There was only one touchdown in this one. I was correct. Uh, Michael Meyer passed from AOC in the fourth quarter. Ended up winning them the game, to be honest. So, I guess, whatever. Um, Zach Wilson was bad again. Decent amount of yards, but just the offense was ugly. Turned the overs all over the shop. Um, only one turnover, actually. I lied. It was just ugly. I remember the game being shitty, and it was shitty. Um, 16-12 to 12 was the final score. There's really nothing to talk about. Both teams are shitty, even though their records aren't horrible. Um... Both would lose to a good team by a lot. Actually, the Jets kind of beat good teams. It's weird. The Jets play the exact same game against whether against a good team as they do against bad teams. It doesn't matter who their opponent is. They're going to play the exact same game. Um, but yeah. And they're going to like either barely lose that game or barely win that game. Have they been blown out this year at all? They got blown out by the Chargers. That's weird. Other than that, I guess they got blown up by the Cowboys, too. Yeah, so there's one bad team that they got blown out by, one good team they got blown out by. Um, but, yeah, that game sucked. I watched it live, and I still have nothing to say because it was that boring and shitty. Devontae Adams had a good first half for me in uh, fantasy and then didn't have anything after that, and I could have used it. I only need, like, three more fucking points. Whatever. Broncos, Bills. Um... The Bills lost, and the Bills are bad, and um, that's weird because, like, the Bills shouldn't be bad. Um, they have all the weapons they could ever need. We're saying, oh, Gabe Davis isn't good enough. Second option, blah, blah, blah. Stephon Diggs has no help, blah, blah, blah. Josh Allen needs more. Like, but two years ago in the playoffs, Gabe Davis scored, like, three touchdowns in the game, and we thought he was fucking Heinz Ward. Like, I mean... Gabe Davis just isn't playing well right now. Or maybe he is. I mean, the, the real problem is Josh Allen is not good anymore. Like, that's the problem. Like, wait, like, the Bills turned the ball over four times in this game. Um, I think two of them were James Cook, unfortunately. Um, but Josh Allen didn't even throw for 200. It's not even, like... He didn't throw for 200 yards. It's not even like, oh, he's, like, really good in the turnovers. Like, screw him over. He, like, makes a couple dumb interceptions a game. Like, 
15 to 26 for 177, a touchdown and two picks. It's not it's a, it's not a good line. It's a Jordan Love type of performance from the guy. Like it's no longer oh he throws for 400 yards a game and he has three picks because he like is always trying to make a play. Like it's not even that anymore. It's like that it just didn't play quarterback well. They still nearly put up they still nearly won the game. Still put up 22 points, but um and James Cook was really good turned the ball over twice himself, but um Although one of those might count as Josh Allen's because it was on like a handoff delivery thing. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Yeah, they call it a Josh Allen fumble, even though it was, you know, I mean, it was a mesh point, one of those things. Um, I don't really have an, I'm again, not an exes or nose guys. I don't really have an explanation for why um, Josh Allen is just not good anymore. Um, I watched the highlight back of this game, like the extended highlight of this game. Um, it just feels to me like what was a really fun and new and interesting offense three years ago. Because I watched a lot of the Bills three years ago because I had Allen in, in fantasy and I won the ship, no big deal. Um, it feels like what was a fun and interesting and new offense in terms of how much they passed the ball and what kind of passing concepts they had going and a young still in his prime Stefan Diggs. It feels like all of that has just kind of like gone stale a little bit, whereas what was fun and new and interesting um, is now the exact same as it was and it's not as effective as it is. Because if you don't change in the NFL, like you're not going to be good anymore. That's just how it is. And I've talked about that on this pod. Um, it feels like Joe Brady is trying to run the same shit that they always did. And they, they fired Ken Dorsey and I don't think that does anything. But um It just feels like it's not as effective as it used to be, um, the Bills' sort of passing game. Um, and some of that's Josh Allen, but I don't think it's all him. Um, but he was, like, missing throws, too. It's not even, like, I don't know. I think watching, remembering back to when the team was really, really good, guys were, like, stupid open, and he didn't really have to be all that accurate. Um, then every now and then he'd just throw, like, a deep ball into a super tight window and just like all the talent in the world was needed to make that play and, and he had it and now it just feels like dudes aren't open he sort of needs all the talent in the world to make every single throw and sometimes he misses like the easy ones too so it's just not working and he's just not playing quarterback at a high level right now at all um and all that being said they sh- absolutely should have won the game um the Broncos to go win the game had like a a really weird like pass interference penalty where Russell Wilson was throwing off his back foot um, to a guy that wasn't open because like the Bills sent everybody it was like a zero blitz type of shit and the guy wasn't open but um, the D back didn't see the ball either and like ran him ran him over um, on an on an underthrown ball to get a PI penalty. To like even get them in field goal range to win the game. And then they didn't have any timeouts. They rushed the guys out there and then missed the field goal. But then the Bills had 12 men on the field, so they got another chance with no pressure on the clock, whatever, to hit the field goal again, and then they made it again. So the Bills should have won the game like three times in there and didn't at all. Um, so, yeah, that was – I mean, it's it's Josh Allen's fault, but it's also Sean McDermott's fault for letting that shit happen. It's also um, 
just like a general execution bad shit going on fault that that just shouldn't happen feels kind of like the vikings games earlier this year where we just lost even though we felt like a better team but anyway um those are games the bills are bad broncos might be kind of decent um we'll see about next week against broncos vikings um it's about that time in football where it's like exciting it's like playoffs are coming like these games really really matter and we kind of know who's good and who's not and um yeah it'll be fun i'm excited around thanksgiving time it always like football is like the most important thing in the world um anyway i'm gonna take a quick quick water break and talk about the wolves So, again, I've been busy. Didn't watch any Wolves games. Um, But they were very, uh, the Wolves were very present in the national media this week um, because of the game last night. Not last night, two nights ago. Um, Just a recap. The Wolves, I believe, are 7-3 right now. Um, because they lost last night. The Wolves, the Wolves, the... Um... They are 8-3. Missed a win in there. Um... 8-3 since the last pod. They beat the Pelicans. Just kidding, they beat the Pelicans. That was the day of the pod. They beat Victor Wimbanyama and the Spurs. 117-110. By the way, the Spurs are still really bad. So, Wimby hasn't done that much yet. Um, then they beat the Warriors 116 to 110, almost the exact same game score wise. And they beat the Warriors 104 to 101. And then they got pumped by the Suns last night off the second night of a back to back, um, in Phoenix, you know, so it is what it is. Um, but yeah, eight and three, good, good team. People are ranking them very high in the power rankings this week. National media has caught on to the Wolves a little bit. Um, I think they're like the second-ranked team in the NBA.com um, power rankings. I saw that. As I mentioned last week, like all the national basketball people and national basketball media outlets are going to be like, "Oh, the Wolves, the Wolves, Wolves," because the Wolves haven't been good in a while, and they all want to like seem like they know ball by being like, "Oh, the Wolves are actually good this year." Um, I don't think we're the second best team in the league. I really don't. Um, as as a actual Wolves media person, myself, not actually, but I mean, whatever. Um, I don't think we're the second best team of the league. I think that's a little bit crazy and a little bit like we're trying to make a headline by calling them that. Um, I think we're maybe hovering around the top five, like six, seven range. Um, but certainly a good team and, and um, it's going to be, it's been fun. Um, the game last night we lost by nearly 20 lost by 18 second end of a back-to-back on the road having to travel from uh san francisco to phoenix which is sneaky a long way um didn't show up against a team that has a lot of talented players and you know booker beal and durant finally on the floor together and they killed us i mean it is what it is um 
and that's the type of team where we really wouldn't match up well where our bigs can't guard Kevin Durant and um neither can Jaden McDaniels because he's just that much bigger Kevin Durant is the hardest player to guard in the NBA maybe but um I don't think that game matters long term because it was such a classic letdown spot um that I wasn't really surprised that we lost and it was such a classic letdown spot because the game before was so emotionally charged and heated and, and crazy. Um, if you haven't seen, then you're probably listening to the wrong podcasts. You probably would be more interested in other things. Um, but if you haven't seen, with no points scored in the game, probably like a minute and a half into the game, and this is against the Warriors um, Tuesday night, Jane McDaniels and Clay Thompson... <clears throat> got into a little bit of it. Uh, if you look at the re- little bit of a tussle, if you look at the replay, Clay Thompson was grabbing jersey before Jaden McDaniels was. And they each grab each other jerseys and like shove each other kind of as they run down the floor. Um, got in a little bit of a fight, scuffle, whatever. Um, then out of nowhere, Draymond Green comes in like he's not involved in the scuffle at all. And then goes and chokes Rudy Gobert, who also wasn't involved in the scuffle at all, and, like, drags Rudy by his, like, neck, choking him, like, as they back down the court and just, like, you've seen it. You've seen the replay. I don't need to tell you. But um, Rudy completely not involved, trying to break up the scuffle. Draymond Green completely not involved, just goes in and starts choking, choking our boy, just for no, like, for no reason. Um, so the takeaways here are Draymond Green is a bitch. Um, Steph Curry was injured in this game or he was taking a rest day or whatever. Um, and Rudy had a great quote after the game saying Draymond doesn't like to play when Steph's not playing. Um, and that he always tries to get ejected in those games. Um, there was like a guy, uh, uh, a journalist something that like went into the numbers on like when Steph sits and how often Draymond gets ejected and apparently that's like statistically true which is hilarious but also like going out and completely choking somebody and I'm not gonna be like like oh clutch my pearls like people don't fight like people fight and it's cool whatever um I, it's just like a bitch move to like go <laughs> to go choke somebody that is like completely not involved in the fight at all um like, you just look like a psycho, and he just looked like a psycho, got himself suspended for five games um, out of something that was completely nothing. It was very clear that he got his feelings hurt by um, Anthony Edwards in the game before, who was talking a lot of shit. Um, we won that game as well. Um, got his feelings hurt a little bit. He got s- scrappy and, and, and um, what's the word? got hostile right away um and Draymond which went full I'm gonna choke somebody um crazy move uh saw Pat Bev on a, on a competitor's podcast this week um talk about how Cat didn't have his back or um Anthony Edwards should have stepped in or whatever and now and like it's not true and I think that nobody really thinks it's true I think Pat Bev's just talking to talk and that's what he does um but if there's any, like, seed of doubt that's been, like, oh, do my teammates have my back on Rudy's part? Like, I think that'd be, like, so stupid, and I, like, really, really hope that it doesn't cause problems. 
Because, like, Rudy just threw up his hands, like, what's going on? Everybody else was like, what's going on? Um, Kent, Cat, and Ant were, like, there, but they weren't, like, doing anything about it, which, like, was good because we ended up winning the game because they were still in the game. But, like, I don't know. I just worry that, like, not even that there was actually any problem, but now that Pat Bev said something, that there's a problem. That people are going to, like, make a thing out of it when there wasn't a thing out of it in the first place, if that makes sense. Um, also, Steve Kerr, like, went on the press conference, like, defending Draymond Green and, like, blaming Jaden McDaniels for everything, which was stupid because one guy got suspended for five games and one guy got suspended for zero. Um, both got ejected. Clay Thompson got ejected, too. Um... Steve Kerr is a bitch, too. He's also a bitch. Like, everybody knows what happened. Everybody knows what happened. Trying to, like, lecture Jaden McDaniels on not starting the fight when he fucking didn't start the fight in the first place. Trying to, like, lecture him on, like, what what you're supposed to do in the league or whatever. Because, like, you've made your bed with one of the dirtiest players of this century and, like, won four chips with him. Like, at a certain point, just accept who you are. Be like, I have to take Draymond's side because he's won me four chips. Um, but, like, to, like, pretend, like, Draymond is not the problem ever when he, like, always is, is, like, so stupid and, like, he's such a bitch for that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've always hated the Warriors, but I hate them more now. Like, this fight doesn't matter, but, like, they they suck. I hate them. I've always hated them, but I hate them more. Um, we ended up winning the game. Um... It was far too close for a game that didn't have Steph Curry, didn't have Draymond Green, and didn't have Klay Thompson, where we had all our big three, if you're calling them that, <clears throat> and Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert, and Cat. It was, it was far too close. Um, and this was a game where Timberwolves, for large stretches of the game, felt like and looked like last year's Timberwolves, where we just like don't really know what's going on. But the good news is they found it. And they ended up winning the game. And it was because Rudy and Cat were still in the game and not ejected that they ended up winning the game. Um, The same thing has happened kind of in the other two games that happened prior to this where they didn't look great, but they had enough to win. Um, Which is in some ways encouraging because in the games where we didn't have it last year, there was no chance we were winning. Um, And we saw that at the very beginning of this year. Um, didn't have it, and we were in the game one, no chance of winning. Didn't have it for the second half against the Atlanta, in the Atlanta game, no chance of winning. Um, so to have a, a couple games where we weren't at our best, and then we won the game, <coughs> in some ways is very encouraging. Obviously, that didn't happen last night. Again, I think last night was always going to be a loss. It just always was. Um, and real ball knowers know that, like, second end of back-of-backs, it's like always like your chances of losing are so much higher when the other team isn't on a back-to-back and at home. It was just like, we're always going to lose that game. Um, But yeah, sneaky, sneaky. Rudy Gobert is like really, really playing well right now. Um, The last play, I don't know if it was exactly the last play because I don't actually watch the game, but, um, he made a key block in the Warriors game, the second Warriors game, where he defended the post, stopped a drive, 
And then the ball was kicked out to the three-point line in the corner, and he went out of three-point line and blocked the corner three. People before this year, going into the Wembanyama stuff, were like, Victor Wembanyama can guard the three-point line and the paint at the same time. Nobody has ever been able to do that. They were saying that shit. That was like one of the big selling points on who Victor Wembanyama was. Rudy just did it. Like, nobody's ever done it before. This is not who anybody... Rudy just did it, like, to win the game against the Warriors, in which he got choked out in the first quarter. So, like, I I think it's easy to forget who Rudy is on defense, and he wasn't really that good last year, but he's been really, really good this year. Some of the quotes coming out of his um, interviews, like, this year have been, like, really encouraging and that he's like, I feel better than I've ever felt. Obviously, had a lot of great quotes calling Draymond a clown this week. That was fun. Um, but Rudy is like, we forget how good Rudy is defensively because he wasn't that good last year. But before that, he was incredible, and he's been incredible this year. So I think that's something that to keep looking on, keep looking for. Um, but yeah, Wolves are good. Always going to lose this game yet. Last yesterday, Draymond's a bitch. Steve Kerr's a bitch. That's the synthesis of what I've just said. Anyway, um, water break. A's to Fien- or A's to Las Vegas, and then. Um, post-game, which might have just changed. All right. Um, <clears throat> as I mentioned, um, news came out like just before I started recording this pod. The Athletics... The baseball franchise, the Athletics baseball franchise, can't call them the Oakland days anymore, um, are moving to Las Vegas. Um, I don't know any details other than the, other than the, um, the like headline. Um, obviously, the A's owner sucks ass. Um, hasn't like paid for any good players at all. I think Trevor May was their highest paid player last year, or two years ago, or whatever. Um, and we remember Trevor May from the Twins. He isn't exactly highest paid player quality. Um, not that he's bad, but he's a fucking setup guy. Um, he's been wanting to move out of Oakland for a long time. Moving to Oakland to Las Vegas is moving from a low market or a low money market to a very high money market, probably, I think. Um, on one hand, it's very, very sad that... Um, Baseball in Oakland is gone because those fans were really good when those teams were good. And, um, like, the Oakland Athletics uniform and that franchise being in that city has been sort of iconic and and a thing in baseball for a long time. I think they moved – oh, I don't remember when they moved. My baseball history is leaving me. Um, But they were in Oakland as, like – they were in Oakland for when they won three ships in a row in 72, 73, 74. Um, that was the Oakland Athletics that won those three titles. It wasn't the Philadelphia Athletics. So I think they probably moved in the 60s, which is when a lot of teams moved out to California. Um, like when the Dodgers moved, for example. Um, or that might have been the 50s. But, um, yeah, I believe the Dodgers moved in like 64, or some, 62 or something like that. Um or it was 67 or something. It was the 60s. Because Jackie... Okay, I, I've already... 
gone on a tangent. Anyway, um, as sad as it is that they're leaving Oakland, the fact that Las Vegas doesn't have, like, all four sports teams is kind of crazy because, like, Las Vegas is, like, a thing. It's, like, an entertainment, like, center of the world. And, and uh, it's not the center of the world. But it's, like, like, you think of big cities with, like, a unique thing that are all about entertainment. Like, Las Vegas is right there. And sports is part of entertainment. And it's, like, part of what, like, a big city should have. And Las Vegas feels like that. I don't know, like, population-wise... Um, how big Las Vegas is, but it feels like a city that sh- just should have sports teams and that almost never has until now. Obviously, they have the Raiders. They came there five years ago or whatever it was, um, maybe three years ago. Um, maybe last year. I have no fucking clue. I'm not going to lie. Um, obviously, the reason that Las Vegas didn't have sports teams for the longest time is because like how close they were to the gambling world. I mean, they are the gambling world. Um, and teams and leagues wanted to like kind of distance their franchises from that a little bit, which is understandable. Um, but now that gambling is like such a like crucial part of the sports world in general, um, that desire is kind of gone. Um, and it just feels like Las Vegas should have teams. Um, they have a WNBA franchise that's very good. Uh, they have an NFL franchise. They have a baseball franchise now. It just feels like they should have teams. Um, and, like, i got to be completely honest, like, the Las Vegas Athletics, if they keep that name and they build a new fun stadium, are going to be more interesting. They're going to be more fun as a thing than the Oakland Athletics playing in the shitty Coliseum that they've played in for as many years. So, as sad as it is, and, like, Oakland fans deserve better, yeah, all that stuff, because, like, every major sports team has moved out of Oakland now. Warriors moved out, the Raiders moved out, the A's have moved out now, obviously. Um... Yeah, so, I, like, Oakland deserves better, but that being said, a baseball team in Las Vegas will be kind of fun. And I'm excited to see a new park because, like, a baseball, like, I'm a little bit of a baseball sicko in terms of, like, history and all this stuff around the game. Um, and, like, being, like, a new park being built is, like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I want to see what it looks like, you know. Anyway, um, post-game time. <laughs> so I this post-game is going to be... Uh, me checking my text messages because I've gotten like a bajillion since this fucking pod started. Um, okay, so Loon Rachel sent me a, a synthesis of the text. She said, saving you from having to go all through through all the messages. Um, okay, 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 okay. Um, okay, um, so basically, I'm going to... Um, for Thanksgiving, I'm going to New York with Loon Girlfriend. Loon Girlfriend is from New York. I'm going to New York with Loon Girlfriend for Thanksgiving. Um, it's a little early to be doing this, sure, but um, I'm not paying anything for it. So, like, whatever, it's fine. Um, um, and we're going to get to go in the city, and it's going to be fun. It's basically a free vacation for me with my, with my girlfriend. So, like, why would I say no? Obviously, got to meet the parents. That'll be weird, whatever. But... Um, I'm not worried about it. It'll be fun. The problem is, and this is probably just, you know, hopefully none of the, nobody from the Frost School of Music listens to this podcast. The problem is Loon Girlfriend is an undergraduate student (laughs) at the University of Miami. And I, at the Frost School of Music at the University of Miami, and I am a 
uh, graduate student teaching assistant at the Frosco Music at University of Miami. And according to my contract, it is forbidden that I would to date, that I'm to date um, undergraduate students. Um, so basically, Loon Girlfriend is a secret. Um, like, the people that listen to the pod know, but nobody listens to the pod at University of Miami. And um, my, like, three closest friends here in Miami know, and they're, like, also are with me on, like, hiding it. But then, and, like, some of her friends know, and, and they also, like, are with her on hiding it. But, like, nobody else knows. And there's a lot of other people that, like, wouldn't normally know if I had a girlfriend, but that don't know. Um, <laughs> so the problem is, I'm going to New York. I have, like, really no excuse to the, be going to New York other than to the actual reason. Um, and I've just been invited to a birthday party um, that will be held on Tuesday when I will be in New York starting Monday. And I don't really have any real reason to be like, yeah, I can't go. going to be in New York. Like, why, why would I be in New York? Why wouldn't I stay for your birthday party? Also, for those uh, Loon listeners in the know... The birthday party is Goose Hannah, who, like, I if you know who Goose Hannah is, like, I don't need to explain what I'm about to say, but, like, not the easiest person to work with in life. Um, and so that's going to be, like, Goose Hannah's going to be like, why aren't you coming to my birthday? I'll have to be like, oh, shit, uh, going to New York for what? Yeah, I can't tell you, because Goose Hannah's not in the know, because she's not, we're not close like that, but, like, we are close enough that, it, like, it'd be bad for me not to go to her birthday, even, like, don't really like her um also like my birthday party is like i don't really want a birthday party but like ugh, all the girlies are like you have to have a birthday party and i'm like okay well whatever and my birthday party is like the day but like my birthday is the day before goose Anna's birthday party so it's like she comes to my birthday party i don't go to hers and I'm like ugh. and this was all happening while i was trying to recap the fucking bills and not even the bills it was the bengals and texans this is all happening um and so I've created a story. The story was I'm going to New York to hang out with, <laughs> with hang out with Goose John Kennedy, which is not true and would be weird in real life if that were to happen to me just like travel a week to stay with Goose John Kennedy. I mean, it wouldn't be that weird, but like it's not happening. Um, and so I told my friends that that's the story we're working with. But now they, like, need backstory so they can, like, explain shit. Um, anyway, that was the sort of crisis that was happening. That's a little funny. Um, <laughs> the uh, postgame was going to be something else. But um, I now have 51 text messages to read about um, this exact problem. Um, but, yeah. That's it. That's the pod. Um airplane emoji base